Hey everyone, this is episode 272, and it is our second episode in a row, which means we're starting the new year off great. That's the good news. The bad news is it's just me. It comes in just under 30 minutes, so you don't have to listen to me a lot. Um, just give it a go, give it a share, give it a like, get a rate. I don't even care if you say never do these episodes by yourself again. I'm not going to fucking listen. Sorry for dropping an F-bomb in the intro, but I'm at least going to uh, acknowledge that you said something. So that's all we got. Uh, here comes the episode, and we'll be back to normal in a couple weeks because I am out of town next week, so we might skip one, or we might not. I might get one up. I talked about it in the intro. Here it comes. Right up the bar. Which is now. Hey, we are back. Our, as I've done in the past, uh, correct myself and say I am back. And this episode is, again, an audible, but I did promise last week that we were going to come out with an episode a week, by God, no matter what. Um, and I may be testing that next week because I will be in the Bahamas for work. Um, so don't feel too sorry for me. I know uh, being in the Bahamas is kind of a bit of a facer up to everybody that will be freezing their ass off here in Missouri or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, but anyway... Irregardless of all that stuff, uh, this episode was supposed to be me and Bender, but he had like to call an audible because his son had has a little bit of trouble going on with not his son's in trouble, but with their their club volleyball team. And I'm not going to get into his drama because it's his drama and and it, it being drama is it's, it's an awful strong way of saying this. But I, but I did want to say this: if you have kids, young kids especially, and you want to get them into sports and club sports, you think they're good enough, or that's way the route or the avenue you want to go. I'm going to tell you this. When it's at its best, club sports are one of the greatest decisions you'll ever make. My daughter loves it. Uh, it it's fantastic. Uh, but when it's at its worst, it's probably one of the most migraine-inducing things you'll ever have. And I, I mean from politics to fees to pl- things like that. It can drive me insane. I, but the highs are way worth it and and, and far, far out uh, reach the lows. So give it a go. I, I'm just throwing that out there. But it, it did... The headache that it caused this week uh, caused us to make an audible, so I'm doing this episode by myself, so it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode, which is fine. Uh, you know, we'll do that, and maybe I'll get another one in before next week, um, So, uh, but I'm just going to limit the stuff I was going to talk about. Uh, and what I want to talk about is really the one topic I'm going to talk about this week is uh, spies and uh, super spies and things of that nature. Not James Bond, but I'll probably use some kind of James Bond picture as uh, the, the cover to this week's episode, uh, but... My headache this week is, is directly influences the spy thing. In fact, it kind of caused this episode. And, and you know, we were going to do this new structured format, and we are. We're still going to do it to where we start the show, we catch up on our personal lives, like uh, you know, just to tell you what's going on. You know, hopefully find some find some funny anecdote about what's going on in our lives and, and makes us more relatable, I guess, and, and maybe a little more humorous. But and then we're going to jump into one or two things from each person, depending on how many people are in the episode about. You know, something we recommend uh, in pop culture that we've consumed in the previous week. Um, it may be hard sometimes. I mean, t- sometimes we might just be so busy that we didn't consume anything worth talking about, or sometimes we might talk about something that's so god-awful that we wanted to steer you clear of it. But uh, that's not the case this week. The case this week... Oh, and then then we were going to get back into the, the, the final part of each episode. It's going to be our six-pack of clickbait topics from pop culture, our, our the world. Um, so, And I'm just going to throw those guys raw having them maybe have know about it, maybe they don't, and we'll just go over it and, and try to find a funny take on it that way. Uh, again, the, the key word in all this is try. Uh, so having said that, 
I'm not going to do any of that this week. Instead, what I'm going to talk about is what's pissing me off and what I'm into this week. Uh, and like I said, one has something to do with the other. And the first thing that's pissing me off is I have switched my internet providers, as I talked about in the last episode. And I went from uh, 300 up and or th- 300 down and one one. 10 up or 11 up or something. I don't know. I'm not too geeky uh, for as big a geek as I am, uh, but I switched over to broadband. So I have uh, our fiber. So I have almost a full gig download and I have a full gig upload and it's awesome. It's fast. It's great, but it's also caused a bunch of problems uh, from the little things like, you know, uh, you re-signing into everything or, you know, we've, we've got houses, we, we can tell our lights to turn on and off and shit like that. And those are, turns out, are kind of a pain in the ass to reconnect, but it's okay. Those are get easy to get over. What's not easy to get over is apparently, and I don't know all of the nerdy details. Uh, I do know that I, I, I saw my technical uh, advisor, the uh, Bombcast uh, IT department. It consists solely of Big D, friend of the show, been on the show. Uh, we've heard about him, the legend uh, that is Big D. And he gave me a couple options. So here's what's going on. Amazon Prime. I tune in to watch Amazon Prime because uh, Jack Ryan is so goddamn good and I'm super excited that the new season's here and I'm on the third episode. Not even finished with the third episode, but I went to go back and play it after my new internet got hooked up and I get this error at the bottom. It says you appear to be using a VPN and Amazon Prime does not support this use or blah, 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 blah. And long story short, I know too late. Uh, Long story short is that they think I'm using a VPN like I'm in some other region and I'm dialing in or I'm trying to hide who I am and they won't allow for it, which I'm not using a VPN. I don't know if I'm giving myself away if I shouldn't say that on the internet or not. I don't know, but they think so. So Dwayne says it's one of a couple of things. One, it's, my VPN has been used in the past, or my, my IP address has been used in the past as a VPN, and it's registered, or it's that's what they th- they've denied it before, or something to do with the way my my internet provider uses its signal, its DNS or SSN or whatever it is. I think SSN is still security number, so I don't think it does that, and I certainly won't give you that over the internet uh, over the episode. But anyway. No matter what, I can't watch Jack Ryan, and I'm, I can't watch anything on Amazon Prime. But uh, that's the thing I'm most pissed about. So what I've done, and, and j- just so you know, Hulu's working good, uh, Peacock's working good, Netflix is working good, HBO Max is working good, Apple's working good. Uh, what else do I have? Disney Plus working good, ESPN working good, Par- uh, P- uh, Paramount. Paramount not working great. It's got nothing to do with the internet. It's got more to do with their app and the, how that works with my smart TV, my Samsung TV. So, so all those people, Samsung, uh, my internet provider, and uh, Amazon, you guys need to get your shit together. Uh, and the only problem I have with Peacock is I have to, or Paramount, sorry, Peacock, you're working great. Paramount is I have to re-upload it or re-download it every so often because it nothing will play back. And I do it, and it works fine. Or I reset my TV, and I do it, which is just holding the remote for five seconds, and it works fine. But I don't want to have to do that every time. So you're a minor inconvenience. But Amazon, get your shit together with my internet company. So so I emailed my internet company and told them what was going on. They said, we are aware of this problem. We are working diligently with Amazon. We should have a fix in a few days. Well, it's been a few days. And still no fix. Still no Jack Ryan. So what I did, heard a few good things about a couple of shows on Netflix. So I jumped over to Netflix, uh, hit the, which really wasn't far jump. It was just two screens down on my menu. And I started watching Treason with uh, Charlie Cox. If you haven't seen this, uh, essentially, I'm not going to spoil it, but essentially, Charlie Cox is the assistant to the head of MI6, who is 
poisoned in the very beginning, the opening five, five, six minutes of the episode, and is on his deathbed, or at least has cardiac arrest. And so Charlie Cox's character assumes control, and then from there, chaos and what's really going on happens. Um, it's pretty enjoyable. I, I, the whole reason I watched it is because Charlie Cox, who, for those that do know, is Daredevil, officially Daredevil again in the MCU, thanks to uh, Spider-Man Homecoming or whatever the last one was. What was the last one? No Way Home, Home, whatever. Uh, the one with all the Spider-Man, which was awesome. One of the best movies uh, of last year. Uh, but So Charlie, Charlie Cox is back. I like him. I wanted to give it a chance, see what he looks like when he's not being a blind lawyer uh, with uh, super senses and uh, acrobatics and just all-around awesome character. And it was great. I give it about a three and a half. Uh, and it really... It, so it made me think, well, you know, I, I'm really into this treason. I'm really into this spy stuff. So I jumped over to the recruit. And if you don't remember, and I haven't even read the connection, I know that it's supposed to be kind of based, but there was a 2003 Pacino, uh, Colin Farrell movie, Al Pacino, Colin Farrell movie called The Recruit. And it's it's not a great movie. It's not a bad movie, but it's got this really fun meme, uh, dumb line where Al Pacino tells Colin Farrell he goes, you know why I recruited you? And he's like, why? He goes, because you're agile, which... I guess if you're in the spy world, agility is... I mean, I know for thieves and acrobatics and things like that, and Dungeons and & Dragons and, and Pathfinder and all that, acro, uh, agility is good, but I don't know how it equates to super spy world. But anyway, not a great movie, in spite of all the people that are in it. It's still worth watching if, if you want to loosely connect it to what this new series on Netflix is called The Recruit. Um, it, it's starring... I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's Noah... Can, uh, Centineo? Centino? Centineo. I don't know. It, I have not watched Black Adam yet, but Noah is the Adam Smasher in Black Adam. So he's everything's coming up Noah lately. So hopefully, I, had, I don't know how this season ends because I'm only about, I, I think I'm two episodes away from the finale of it, but hopefully he loves the show and even if he's going to start getting big up, although I wouldn't say Black Adam is going to launch my career, especially as bad as it did. And now they're resetting the DC universe, so it doesn't count. Um, but I, I, I enjoy this quite a bit. In fact, this one's like uh, Treason. I don't know if I said this was like three and a half out of five. Fun show, fine show to watch, uh, above average, uh, especially if you have nothing going on. It's like six episodes. It's not a bad watch. It does leave a little bit of a cliffhanger for season two. I'm not going to get into the spoilers on it because it, uh, it is pretty new. Uh, but the recruit, I went solid four out of five. This is a fun show. Uh, the, the Noah character who is, uh, Owen uh, Hark Harker Owen Har some Hickinson or something like that Hickerson he's awesome in it uh, his character's great he's the right amount of smarmy he's a little cocky he's a kind of a bumbling idiot from time to time in this world of espionage essentially all he is is he's a lawyer graduated with a law degree got his past bar he's a lawyer and instead of going and doing something high profile making a lot of money he decides to be a legal attaché for the CIA and his very first case ends up being just propels him into a world of espionage and he gets in over his head and he's constantly asking for help. He can't really trust people in his office because I don't know how accurate this is, but in the CIA office, people begrudgingly help each other because everybody's kind of trying to stab each other in the back and get themselves ahead and super jealousy. And, and you never know, it might be a spy for someone else, not necessarily out of the government, but also in the government in the country. So you don't know who to trust. He doesn't know who he can trust. Uh, and seemingly the one person that's most honestly helping him out through this whole thing is a 
a convicted murderer who is also a known spy, uh, a resource or whatever they call him. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty goddamn good. It, what it is, I tell you this. Well, here's what it is. It is a solid solid show about. Oh my, I'm going to equate this as Dungeons and Dragons and what in video games. Uh, you you see a novice hero of the show in, in Noah's character Owen who is leveling up as a spy with each episode. He gains new information. He gets new experience points, and he gets better at what he does. And he's also, for a rookie, not bad at what he does. Now, no one is really recruited in it, so I don't know why they kept the name Recruit, why they didn't just go with another property. And I don't even know if the Recruit is an intellectual property like a book or something that that has been out there for people. But I do know... On Netflix, it's worth watching. I, I can tell you this. Uh, two very underrated shows on Netflix are, are things that I've heard people like, and I had no expectations going into it. One is this show, The Recruit. The other one was The Lincoln Lawyer from a few years ago or a year ago, and I know it's coming back. And that fucking show was great. I love legal procedural shows, and I like spy shows. And part of this one's pretty good, too, because it actually has some courtroom stuff in it since he is a lawyer and his roommates are lawyers. Uh, but yeah, the, I recommend highly both of those shows. I, for me, Lincoln Lawyer was like a four and a half out of five. This one's that four, four and a half area, you know, around there. So yeah, this, that's where I'm at. And, and until I, I will give you a good rundown of what I think of Jack Ryan season three, when fucking Amazon gets their shit together and fixes my ability to watch it. Until that happens, uh, I'm just going to sit here and be irate. Um, but other than that, I guess I'll just fly through some of these topics because we're not going to go. We're, I'm not going to go on any all of them, but I'll, I'll just tell you. Well, this one I find funny is uh, the I don't know who makes this decision, but it is uh, somebody. This is a, the an inflection point for go or whatever. This is the words that have been banished moving forward into 2023. I don't know who comes out with it, but it's whoever they are. They have said these words have to go. And I'm going to run through. There's 10 words. I'll start at number 10. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with this one. It is what it is. That makes no sense. Actually, it makes all the sense. So therefore, it goes without saying. It's like when you tell somebody, obviously, they didn't mean to do that. Well, you don't have to say obviously. I learned that in a hard way uh, in some you know, this thing called value-focused training with my company like a few months ago. I was role-playing pitching to a customer i said hey obviously you guys and he's like hey if it's obvious don't say it's obvious let them let them know so same way it is what it is we don't need to say it it's a stupid saying number nine absolutely i don't agree with this one absolutely should be said i actually said i believe i don't know i this is my second attempt at recording this i don't know if i said it in the first or second attempt but number eight irregardless I think that needs to go just because regardless works it's the same thing so you don't need to add that extra ir um, I think I think iterate and reiterate work as the same thing. I'll, I'll work in the same way, but regardless, you, that word I guess it has to go. Uh, number seven, does that make sense? I didn't know this was a phrase. I know, I mean, I mean, I know it's a phrase, obviously, but I didn't know this one one is overused, and that we've had to put the kibosh on it. I don't know. I guess so. Number six, or that was seven. This is six. Amazing. Okay. I mean, amazing is amazing. If something's amazing, say it's fucking amazing, uh, which leads us to number five, moving forward. Um, I guess that could see where that was overused, I, I guess, but I guess they say it's time to go. I, I brought this up to my wife a few weeks ago, and she's gave me the business. She's been saying quite honestly a lot, and then last night she said it again to me, and 
I told her my problem with her saying quite honestly is she says it in reference to her friends. She says it in reference to something. She says it when she's mad at me. So it kind of gives me some a uh, little bit of uh, uh, I'm a little gun shy. I'm a little. It's a little bit of trauma when she says it in the other the two ways that don't directly impact me. Because when it does impact me, I know we're in for a fight. So I don't like it, and I've told her it did not go well. Uh, she's going to keep saying it. That, that's the result of it. Uh, but number four, gaslighting. That is used quite a bit, and it's way too much. And I don't think, I think about 50%, let's say 60% of the time, it's used wrong. I don't think people know what gaslighting means. I'm telling people right now, they don't know what gaslighting means, which in some people could be a bit of a gaslight. Um, Number three, I've never heard of this, I guess, quiet quitting. I don't know what it means. I mean, I know what it means. I guess I know what it means, but. I don't know why it's a big deal or why it should go away, but apparently it should. So I guess it, they're kicking it the fuck out. Uh, number two, an inflection point. I've not heard this said at all to me and not read it in anything. And if I'm naive to that point, fact, then okay. And then number one, <clears throat> GOAT. And I, and I don't mean GOAT as in the word GOAT. I mean G, capital G, capital O, capital A, capital T as in greatest of all time. Um, I do agree we should get rid of that one because... It was first used, I, unless someone can, can correct me on this, I believe it was first used by uh, uh, Chucky. Uh, God, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, former Raiders coach, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, John Gruden, in reference to Jerry Rice. He said, that's right, there's the GOAT. That's the greatest of all time. And in wide receiver and in football world, that is a fact. Not everything's the GOAT. I've heard people call uh, Drake the GOAT. No, he's not. I think I think Kanye's a better rapper. Now I'll say Kanye's last album or two is not. I think Kendrick Lamar. How about that? Kendrick Lamar's a way better rapper. So quit calling people a goat just to say goat. Um, it, it's stupid. So I, I'm up with that. So that's the ten words that we should get rid of on the internet or using next year, according to them. Uh, the the ever important them. Uh, they say get them out, so they're getting out. Uh, this one I wanted to just uh, touch on real quick. And again, I'm not going to do all of these because I want to set this episode. Uh, at, at no longer than 30 minutes or so, but uh, <clears throat> sorry about that cough. Um, but I do want to say this, this is a shocker to me. Um, I watched, I don't watch um, Undisputed very much, which was Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. I, in fact, I cannot stand Skip Bayless. I, I can't stand him whatsoever. And I'm not going to go too deep into what he said. Well, actually, here I will read it. So Skip Bayless is getting a lot of shit over uh something he tweeted during the uh uh the bills the bills Bengals game at this point I'm, I'm sure everybody knows about demar hamlin having cardiac arrest during the bills Bengals game and how it shut the game down but anyway so that happened during the game during the moment skip bayless tweeted no doubt the nfl's considered postponing the rest of this game but how this late in the season a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome which suddenly seems so ir- irrelevant so let's break that down. Uh, this was in the moment. This is before he even knew that CPR was being administered and the guy was going to get cut, uh, wheeled out in an ambulance. Um, still, this is the only time you'll ever hear me say this. I do not blame, am not mad, and do not think that Skip Bayless did anything wrong with this tweet. Break this tweet down. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? Legitimate question. NFL is not... NBA or, or, or more importantly, bat, or, uh, MLB, in which there's 162 games and that you can slot a doubleheader in, 
you have off days that you can put a game in you have return trips you can't play a doubleheader you can't play back-to-back games and you can barely play one game in four days when when a team goes from sunday to thursday that's a murder on these players it is murder on these players and they'll tell you about it um so you can't just make the game up so that's a legitimate question but then he goes on to tell you why that's a legitimate question this late in the season a game in this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome so what he is saying is important it's important to know that this game is not just this is not the uh who, who's the cellar dwellers in the league it's not the cleveland browns playing the arizona cardinals which no winning will do nothing for either team this is the two teams vying for the number one overall seed in the afc are at the minimum the number two uh, so it is an important game and then he says the thing at the end, which redeems this whole quote, which none, nothing he said up there was bad. But then he says, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. So what he's saying is all those things are legitimate questions, but someone's life is on the line, so they seem irrelevant. <clears throat> and so it, it, so there was, a, and I'm not going to read them all, but he had a, a tweet before and a tweet after that goes on to really paint a better picture that he was thinking about this kid, Damar Hamlin's friends and family at this moment. But because people need someone to hate and see someone to get mad at, and it's Skip Bayless is a good target because he is a bag of douches. Um, he 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 got a lot of shit from the interwebs, and so much so that on Monday, his co-host Shannon Sharp did not show up to work with him. He refused to show up and work with him. So they go to address it on Tuesday when he comes back, and Shannon's explaining why, and Skip kind of interrupts him that he was not going to retract his tweet or apologize, and Shannon blows up. I can't even get through this without you interrupting me, and blah, blah, blah. Clearly, there's a lot of tension there. Again, I hate Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless did nothing wrong here. Um, ESPN, or whoever it is they work for, does not need to say sorry for him. He did nothing wrong. And, and, and conversely, let's go to another sports topic, and then I'll move on from sport. Let's talk about someone that did do something wrong. Let's talk about uh, Gio Reyna, who is a, a super, super talented young prospect in, in American soccer. He did not get to play in the World Cup. It all came out because of disciplinary actions. But what has come out since then is this weird 1991 incident from his head coach, Greg Berhalter. 1991, mind you, who kicked his girlfriend in college. Now, some people are saying it was a super severe kick. Some people were saying it was a, it was blown off. The, the the husband and wife involved, now husband and wife, Greg Berhalter and his wife, addressed this when it leaked out. And his wife said, we broke up. It was a bad incident. It was a bad fight. But we broke up. We got back together. And we've been married for over 30 years. Um, together since then for 30 years. I don't know how long they've been married. But apparently, Danielle Reyna, who was the roommate at that time greg berhalter's wife and i apologize uh rosalind rosalind berhalter which i don't know what her name was in it apparently she's the one that knew this information dug this dirt up and because geo reyna was not playing because of disciplinary actions which unfortunately was leaked out to the press berhalter didn't handle that well but that's neither here nor there claudio who's greg Ber- or uh, sorry geo's dad essentially tried to blackmail greg berhalter into letting Geo play. This is the most insane sport. Uh, there's a great, I, I'm going to misquote it, but there was a great tweet I saw where essentially what we have here is uh, uh, a dad is uh, getting mad at a team for the playing time that his son's not getting. And that is, at the end of the day, that is what this is. Geo, if Claudio Reyna Claudio played in the for the American U.S. national team too, 
bit of a legend for the sport. So he, you know, his son's young. He fucked up in the last uh, World Cup, didn't get to play. He's got a future in playing. He's going to come back and play. He should play. He's one of our best scorers. Uh, but he didn't, and now he essentially is dad blackmailed. Now, I don't see a way moving forward where this guy, Claudio, who's also the GM of, I believe, Portland, who uh, in the uh, in the MLS, whose coach is was an assistant and the best friend of Greg. I mean, this, this is messy the whole way around. I don't know what's going to come of it. I do know that it's um, Claudio is going to be in trouble, uh, whether he gets fired as a GM, whether he's not allowed around the facility for the for the men's national team, whether it's going to keep his son off. I mean, his son's got to go to the players and say, look, you guys can trust me. I promise we won't use this stuff, do this out of the locker room stuff. You know, the stuff that should stay in house or something that happened. God, do the math. How long is 91? I mean, 30 years ago, over 30 years ago. It's insane. Um, but yeah, so that was a big story we were going to talk about. We didn't talk about, it, but I talked about it a little bit there. Um, don't real. Oh, the only other thing, one of the other things too, I just saw, and I'll pose this question to everybody and, and you can tweet. If you listen to this episode, tweet us at PC Bombcast. uh, guitarist, Brian May, who's Queens guitar player. He got a knighthood in honor of his service to music and charity, which is great. Uh, you know, he's now Sir Brian May probably getting knighted is one of the coolest things in the world. I think it's a little bit cooler than getting the presidential medal of freedom, which is like our version of knighting someone. Uh, But because you don't, you you get that title. You're sir, you're a knight, you're sir, you're sir Elton John, sir Brian May, uh, sir, whoever else. Uh, But I I just wonder which one's harder to get, which one's harder. If you have an idea, well, okay. Twofold question, people tweet us. If you can PC bombcast, is it cooler to be knighted? Or is it cooler to have a presidential medal of freedom? And which one is harder? Just let us know that. Um, and then outside of that, the only other story I was going to bring up, I guess it's kind of a sports story. If you got time, Google Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert, um, perennial backup in the uh, uh, NFL. Uh, also, uh, I believe, a full former Mizzou man. Uh, he is. Uh, he was jet skiing. And out, and he saw, of all things, a helicopter crash. I don't think he saw it crash. He just came up on it. So him and his brother ended up saving the lives of four, three or four people because uh, they were actually like uh, zooming by or what have you on their on their uh, jet skis. And they ended up uh, as the helicopter was sinking, swimming in or however they did it, and unbuckling and getting these people out that were trapped in there. So so read the story. Read Blaine Gabbert uh, rescue crash our chopper crash uh and check it out so i think that's all i got today i know this probably isn't a super entertaining i i if anything take take away from it some of the recommendations which is uh this week is treason and highly recommend the recruit uh that's i think that's my favorite favorite show of the week and uh we will not be back in a normal format next week because i am out of country uh but might do something like this again if not you know, we'll, we'll be back the regular after that. So no one here to say bye, but myself, and, uh, I'm going to go edit this and upload it today. And yeah, that's all I got. So, here comes bye.